Welcome, beautiful soul, to the Stars Are Calling You podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Lee Lantieri, an ITA energy medicine practitioner, holistic counselor, intuitive empath, and spiritual writer, here to bridge the gap between science and spirituality. In this space, we deep dive every week into topics designed to help you align with your true and highest self, raise your frequency and vibration, learn the tools to help you self-heal, rewire your subconscious mind, transform your mindsets, and co-create the life of your dreams. I believe the stars have called you to this podcast for a reason. Let's dive in and find out why. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome or welcome back to the Stars Are Calling You podcast. We are in season six. Things are a little bit different. I just completed the first episode of season six, which was the November oracle deck reading, reading the energy of November on a collective scale and also on a more individual scale. If you did not check that out, that was so amazing. The feedback I'm getting from you guys is making me smile so hard because of how much that information did resonate with you and it sure did resonate with me as I'm recording this on November 13th and we're almost halfway through the month and that energy is pretty pretty accurate. So if you haven't listened to it or if you did and you haven't let me know how you felt about it, please share your feedback. I'm so open to hearing it and I love having conversations with you. So that was super exciting. Now I'm on to the second episode of the month, which is going to be about self-development from a more energetic and spiritual lens. And then next week's episode is going to be more of a psychology or mindset-based episode. So For this month's spiritual self-development topic, I'm going to be diving into the three thieves of joy and how to combat them. So first, joy is more than just an emotion, right? Happiness is an emotion. Happiness is innately fleeting because all emotions are destined to shift and change. But joy joy is more than just an emotion. It is an energetic vibration that you can live within. You can be in a state of joy even when your emotions shift and change, even when your environment shifts and changes. Joy is is an energetic frequency that you can align with. And there are these three things that I continuously come back to whenever I find myself removed from that state of joy or even in a period of sadness or doubt or fear or depression, whenever I find myself in those seasons, it's always 100% of the time tied to one of these three things. So what are they? First, I will tell you what these things are and then we can go in and talk about each one. But these are more than just feelings. These are more than just actions that you do. These are states of being and limiting beliefs that you fall into that happen so seamlessly you don't even realize you're doing it. And that is why these are the biggest thieves of joy. Number one, and this is in no particular order, but the first one is attachment. The second one is resistance. And the third one is expectation. So first, let's talk about attachment. I speak a lot on this platform about labels and how they are innately limiting. When you have an attachment to a label, an attachment to an idea, or an attachment to a belief system, it could be a really positive thing that you're attached to, but what it's doing is it is limiting you 
from experiencing something that is not that. And again, if you have this belief that you can always manifest money, that no matter what's happening in your life, you always have the ability to create the amount of money that you need. That is extremely positive. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about these attachments to things so deeply that it is blindsiding you from the natural flow of life, right? Because we're in these human bodies and these human vessels and we have a lot of control and autonomy over our environments. But as humans, we do get swayed by emotions. As humans, we have different bodily functions and different reasons for being here, different karmic cycles that we were destined to cleanse or ancestral wounds that we volunteered to clear. So when you are attached to something like an outcome, if you are attached to a belief about who you are meant to be or or what the world is supposed to be like, you find yourself pulled from a state of alignment because alignment is fluid, alignment is flexible, and alignment is presence and mindfulness and surrender, surrendering to your highest self, surrendering to the beloved, or or if you align with a specific religion, aligning and surrendering with that God. When you attach to something so deeply, and this could be another person as well, you are making that entity or that person or that belief your God. You are idolizing it and worshiping it and you are giving it power over you. If you have an attachment to a specific relationship, this can be a romantic partner or a friendship or whatever, that relationship is going to experience some struggle because there's an imbalance of energy. You are giving that other person so much power over you and that lack of balance is going to cause an offset. So that could be miscommunication or argument or insecurity on your part or your partner's part. That all breeds from attachments. I'm in a long-term relationship and I, very vulnerably speaking, have gone through periods of immense attachment to that person. And whenever I was super, super attached where it was like, I cannot exist without that person or if that person doesn't call me back, I'm going to feel super insecure about what they're doing, all these things. That was when I felt extreme insecurity, extreme self-doubt and extreme offset. I'm currently in a place where I know in my heart of hearts that everything is going to work out exactly as it's meant to. Me and my partner in in a wonderful spot, but I'm no longer attached to that partner. Meaning, if something were to happen and we had to break up or we couldn't be in a relationship anymore or all of a sudden we had to do a long distance, I would be okay. My sense of self wouldn't waver. My love for the other person wouldn't waver. The love for myself wouldn't change. I wouldn't be pulled. You know, I may experience the discomfort of change and grieve the loss of that person, but it would no longer affect my sense of self. That is what attachment is. Attaching is giving something else power over you. And we are limitless, right? We are not limited by boxes and attachments put us in boxes and give entities and people and situations power over our emotions and our state of alignment and state of being. Resistance. All of these things are are kind of similar because they pull us out of alignment, but resistance is when you, it's like the opposite of surrender. Something's happening in your life and you just resist it. You resist the seasons changing. You resist this person leaving your life. You resist the fact that your body is changing. You are just completely like, nope, I'm not accepting this. Absolutely not. 
What resistance does is pulls you out of this feeling of safety and trust, right? So the opposite of anxiety isn't necessarily calm and peace. It's it's really trust. When you're anxious, you've fallen out of alignment with trust and, and anxiety and resistance go hand in hand because when you resist something, you don't trust that what's happening in this present moment is actually for your highest good. You're resisting it and what you resist persists. So let's say you're having a conflict with a friend or there's someone in your life who's causing you a lot of emotional distress. The more you resist the existence of that person in your life, the more that person is going to offset you emotionally and cause you pain, so to speak, because you are putting so much emphasis and energy on what you don't want that you're actually creating more of what you don't want. Whereas if you simply accepted the fact that that person was in your life and even though it's really inconvenient and emotionally taxing, they are in your life for a reason. Maybe there's a lesson you need to learn. Maybe there isn't a lesson. Maybe you need to teach that person. Some, whatever it may be, whatever the, the reasoning behind it is, if you just simply accept it and say, okay, whatever, how do I move on from this, right? What do I do now? How do I, you know, protect my energy in front of that person? How do I handle this situation in the most aligned way? Then that person has significantly less power over you because now they're not, you know, directly tied to your emotions and if they're present or if they text you or if something happens you feel emotionally distraught right you're kind of just like whatever same thing with different experiences in your life I have had so many rejections that were really redirections pointing me towards in a more aligned state and I remember there is this one program I really wanted to get into it was during my gap year during COVID and I was like I want to be a writer I'm going to get into this creative writing program And now I really do consider myself a solid writer, but apparently it just wasn't destined for me to be in this program. (laughs) Whether they thought I was a good writer or not, it really doesn't matter. I got rejected from this program and I kid you not, I'm actually so proud of this because I was, you know, also doing ITA and energy work a lot and I was so sad. Like, I mean, like pit of despair sad for like five minutes. I kid you not, five minutes. And then I had this a voice come into my head saying like, you can wallow or you can transform and you can push forward and you can find the path that you're meant to be on because this obviously isn't the right path. And I was like, all right, not for me. What is for me? Palms wide open, ready to receive the mission and the path that is for my highest good, not just what my ego wanted, right? My ego was so bruised that I didn't get into that program. I had feelings of oh my gosh, what if I'm not a good writer? What if I'll never write a book? What if blah, blah, blah. And and I had to shut those voices down because I go, this is not productive. This is not going to get me where I want to go any faster. This is not going to get them to accept me into the program. So I said, okay, whatever. And I did not resist the fact that I was rejected. And then a path that I, I couldn't have even foreseen when I was applying to that program unfolded within the next few weeks. And it was super aligned. And that's how I got into this entire work that I'm doing, this field of holistic mental health counseling, it is exactly where I'm meant to be. And, you know, maybe I would have found it if I forced myself into a creative writing program, you know, years later, right? I I do believe that we have free will and we can, you know, force things to happen. But what is in your highest good will inevitably unfold when you're in a state of alignment. So maybe I would have been in that program and dropped out, or maybe I would have gone through the creative writing program and then found myself in a master's program for counseling later in life. Who knows? What I do know is that if you resist something, that negative energy is going to persist. 
but if you simply accept the situation for what it is, and it can be a really terrible, shitty situation. I'm not saying everything needs to be rainbows and you need to think everything is rainbows. I have gone through a season of life, many seasons of life so far, that have just been awful. But I'm not resisting the fact that it's awful, right? I can sit there and be like, all right, this sucks right now. But I know it's not going to be forever. And I know that there are things I can do in this moment to align me more with with joy or peace or just hope and trust that it's going to get better, right? I'm not saying you need to have a toxic positivity mindset around things, but it's happening, right? If you're resisting the fact that it's happening in the moment, then you're creating disease in the mind and you're just not going to feel good about yourself or the situation at hand. And then the third one is expectation. Now, as humans, we want to plan everything out to the T, or at least I definitely do. And sometimes those plans work and sometimes they don't. But the expectations that you have hold so much power over your peace in the present moment. Because this goes hand in hand with resistance. If you expect something to happen positively and it doesn't happen, you can feel really down on yourself. If you expect something negatively to happen, you're literally feeding your environment with negative energy. So something negative is more likely to happen. For example, I remember I've, okay, so this lesson I learned through, through, through colds and flus and stuff. So just hear me out, but I'm like a complete germaphobe or nope, that's a label. I aligned in the past with germaphobic tendencies. All right. That's the language I want to use here. Where if someone was sick, I would completely freak out and be like, oh my god, I was near them or I am, I have to be near them, like I'm going to get sick, right? I thought that if I was near someone who was sick, I was totally going to get sick and then I would freak out and I would do like everything in my power to not get sick. I would like chug vitamin C and it was like, it was, it was really dramatic, okay? Like think about a really dramatic girl scared she's going to get sick. That's who I was. And guess what? Nine times out of 10, I got sick, right? And I would, you know, complain and and be very upset about the situation. But it's because I had this expectation that I can get sick easily. Now, what I do is if I'm around someone who's sick, I actually work with kids. And I started working with this one kid who was so sick. And I worked with him in like close quarters. He sneezed on my face. To an average person, you'd be like, oh my God, like there's no way I'm not getting sick. This kid sneezed on my face. But what I've adopted as his philosophy is sickness is neither good nor bad, right? I don't, I no longer judge being sick or the act of, of getting a cold or, or any type of illness, right? I truly believe that it is energy transmuting in our bodies. There's a reason there's like something happened on an energetic level as well as a physical level that there is a cleansing and purging happening. So yes, it can be inconvenient and annoying, but it's, it's an ultimately purging something that needs to be purged from your systems. Now, what I've done through a lot of energy work and mind work is I've erased this belief that I need to get sick in order to purge it. That because I'm in alignment, I'm always in perfect health. And if I need to physically purge something from my systems, I will not judge that experience, but I hold the placement that I can do that without physically feeling ill, that I can do that energetically and not physically. And I've been working on this belief system for probably two years now like it's been something I've really wanted to work on this like germaphobe fear so I'm working with this kid and he sneezes on me and I go my energy is balanced and aligned 
there is no need for me to fall ill based off of this experience and I have nothing but love in my heart for this person, for this job and for the ability to help this soul grow in this lifetime. And I just really fell back on gratitude and really just acknowledged how aligned my systems were. That was a few weeks ago. I have not gotten sick. I have since found out that that child had the flu. So definitely something that was not fun to catch, but I didn't get it, right? And there's a lot of reasons that you can speculate as to why I didn't. And they may, I may be wrong and you may be correct. But what I do know is that when you expect something negative to happen, it's more likely to happen. And if you expect something positively to happen, that is more likely to happen as well. But if you have an attachment to that expectation and you resist the experience that happens instead, then you just rip yourself out of trust and alignment. And now that brings us to how to combat these three thieves of joy. And it really comes down to acceptance and non-judgment. When you simply accept the moment for what it is, even if it's a really shitty moment, you are immediately raising the vibration of a situation. If you take in everything with an observer's mindset and you don't immediately judge it as good or bad or this or that, and you don't judge yourself for whatever happens, and you just kind of, again, accept it and look at it from a neutral perspective, you immediately raise the vibration of the situation You immediately raise the vibration of yourself and you put yourself on a more divine timeline towards, you know, exactly what you want to happen in life. Even if things change, it's going to be in your highest good. Another piece of this is mindfulness. When we let our minds and our thoughts completely overtake ourselves and we start overthinking and judging and all of these things, when our minds start racing, that is also when we fall into attachments, resistance, and expectations. Because in essence, we are borrowing tomorrow's trouble because we are uncomfortable with the situation at hand. The more we bring mindfulness into our days, the more we make being mindful a habit, it makes being accepting and non-judging a lot easier, right? So the, the key things here that I want you to take away is that to find more joy and to combat the three thieves of joy is to surrender, accept, and hold non-judgment for experiences. But that sounds a lot easier than it actually is because when emotions are at hand, when our dreams get crushed, when things happen that are super annoying and unfortunate and emotionally pulling our heartstrings, it's just not very easy. So how do you make that process of accepting and not judging easier? Mindfulness. Being extremely present and grounded in the moment and releasing ties to your ego. That is going to align you more with joy than anything else. That is going to raise your vibration more than anything else. Mindfulness, grounding to the present moment, releasing the voice of your ego. And when you let go of all of the need to control and all of the judgments, you find yourself free. And to me, joy and freedom go hand in hand. So with all of that said, I encourage you to do some reflecting, whether that's just in your head or in a journal, and really reflect on on how often you engage in acceptance and non-judgment, and how often you engage with expectation, resistance, and attachment. Really think about that, and then ask yourself, 
How can you incorporate more presence and mindfulness in your day? Ask yourself, what do I usually judge the most? Is it my environment? Is it the traffic? Is it, oh my gosh, I'm always late, right? What do I usually judge? Okay, that's good information. How can I let go of that judgment? What things do I have maladaptive attachments to? Is it belief systems about myself or the world? Is it an attachment in a relationship? How can I let go of those attachments? What would it look like? Be, activate your curiosity because this will lead to your subconscious mind releasing these limiting beliefs. So activate your curiosity. Ask yourself, what would my life look like if I no longer had these attachments? What am I currently resisting in my life? And what would my life look like? How would I feel if I simply accepted these things? The good, the bad, the ugly. Accepted them for what they were. And I trust and faith that it was all going to align and get better. What type of expectations do I have about situations? And are they always true? Do they have to be true? Ask yourself these questions and really reflect. I recommend journaling them all out. And then every day, work on incorporating mindfulness and presence into each moment. And when those situations come up where you want to judge, where you're attached, where you resist, where you expect, when those moments come up, bring all that love and energy to your heart space. Take a deep, deep breath in with your abdomen. Exhale and just let it go and bring in the peace of the present moment. This is a journey I've been on for most of my self-development journey and I can tell you that the more I bring awareness to the things that I'm attaching to or expecting or resisting, the more awareness I bring to that, the easier it is for me to surrender and let go and trust. But if you aren't aware of it, then you can't make the, the changes needed to heal those things energetically. And whenever I find myself in a season of despair or fear or judgment, hopelessness, all those things, because I do get sucked into those cycles from time to time, it always comes back to one of those three things, attachments, resistance, or expectation. All right, my beautiful friend, that concludes today's episode of the Stars Are Calling You podcast. I hope I was able to offer you something of value that you can take away and run with and better yourselves and your lives with. I'm sending you so much love and light. I'm so grateful for you being here and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.